You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to finish up our discussion and study of PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome. We're going to finish up our story of Clint Malarchuk. If you don't know who that is, uh, listen to the episode before and this one because it's it's a fascinating story. And I'm going to give you some helpful information um, that, that hopefully can give you some direction if you're suffering from PTSD. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Stay tuned. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? It is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. The balance of what's going on over the next half hour is uh-huh. going to be uh, intriguing and it, amazing. It is. Yeah, I, I, we, we only got halfway through our story about Clint Malarchuk and PTSD, and we're going to continue with that. And uh, it, it really is fascinating, and, and I'm, really, we're going to get in some very specific and helpful information for you. So everybody, thanks for checking in. Thanks for listening. Those of you on Facebook Live, thanks for checking in and saying hello. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, we are here in the podcast Detroit, Detroit Studios, <laughs> a Detroit shipping company, and we're just going to say that every time, <laughs> and people will get tired of it. And it's uh, the, you know, what pod- in places yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Podcast Detroit Downtown Studios inside the Detroit Shipping Company. We are in well, a. Well, there we go. Yeah, we are in a container. Right, we are in a steel container. Yeah, it, 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 for those of you who don't know and haven't been downtown or to this this spot in particular, mm-hmm. Detroit Shipping Company is what like a bar. Kind of restaurant. It's not really a restaurant per se, but it's there like a are, bar area. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a social area. There's four yeah. restaurants. Yep, there's there's yep. a there's a coffee shop. There's a uh-huh. they also do ice cream. There's an apparel uh, you know company here as well, and they do live music. Yep, they, when, got a, they have outside seating yeah. for those of you who want to be safe. And and yeah, so, yeah. it's it, it's really is a cool place. Pre COVID, every every night the place would be rocking. Oh, I'm sure. Right, they used to have live entertainment. Right, I, I was one of those. Oh yeah, because yeah. Matt's a DJ. If you guys yeah. don't. Oh, that's Matt Fox, by the way. Oh, I didn't hi. introduce him yet. Yeah. Hello. He's he's lurking in the background. I'm just pushing <laughs> buttons. <laughs> no, no. This... No, it's it's a really nice little spot. To yeah. You go date night or what have you, or if you're just out with friends, you know, you know, come on down, check it out. Yeah, that's nice because I'm just I'm looking out the window here and I can see downtown Detroit skyline and mm-hmm. it's it's really cool. It's a kind of a cool place to. It's kind of the hip place to be. It's. <laughs> That's for, H- for hypnotist. For hypnotist. <laughs> for a hypnotist. H y p n o t i s t. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, let me tell you where you can find me. My website is motorcityhypnotist.com. On the website, you'll find all kinds of good things, including my podcast page and my store, where you can find all kinds of uh, MP3s for all kinds of things hypnosis related. Uh, a couple of them just offhand are, you know, weather's getting nice. If you want to improve your golf game. 
I have a hypnosis for golf MP3. I'm golfing next Saturday. Your golf performance. I'm golfing next Saturday. Yep. And you know what a mental game golf is. Yes. It it's it, it, one you're you're by yourself. You're in, you don't have teammates to help you. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you have people telling you what to do. Well, sure. And then I mean, that gets in your head at the same time. I mean, yeah, you might have a loudmouth caddy or something, you know. <laughs> no. No. Don't shut me up. But, yeah, but it's, it's a very intense mental game. Mm-hmm. And uh, anybody who's golfed it, it even a little bit, uh, I I hack around a couple times a summer. That That's really my extent of it. But it can be really frustrating. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm always due for a meltdown at about yeah, right. the seventh or eighth hole. <laughs> Uh, of nine, right. but then I go for another nine, and then I melt down on like the third hole. Yeah, yeah, it's not pretty. So yeah, um, th- that's just one of the examples of an MP3 I have. Uh, mm. If you want to improve your golf performance, if you want to, um, if you suffer from IBS, Ooh. I have a hypnosis uh, recording for that as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have to. That is something that I will have to check out. Not, yep. not, not for me. Uh, just I know a number of folks that have IBS issues. Well, and, and it's and it's not, and people will say, "Well, how's that going to help IBS?" But but it really is just a matter of of the whole process of hypnosis is it has to do with relaxation, mm-hmm. and if you can relax yourself to the point where your body's not stressed and tight and and and. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to help physical symptoms of a lot of different things, such sure. as, I mean, IBS, chronic pain, uh, you know, uh, muscle tightness, uh, things like that. It mm. just it just naturally helps it. Interesting. So, yeah, take a look at those. You can find that on my website. You can get me on social media on Facebook and YouTube. Both of those are Motor City Hypnotist. And thanks for all my Facebook uh, people that have checked in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, Alan, Amy, Vicki, oh, Wendy still, they're still watching. are, are hanging like, in. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. Appreciate you guys checking in. And uh, for those of you listening to the audio, uh, wherever you're listening, uh, if you could just subscribe and leave a review, that would be greatly appreciated because that will help me out tremendously. And uh, as far as the rest of social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are Motor City Hypno. Mm. And if you'd like to support the show financially, you can also find me on Patreon at Motor City Hypno. Um, and that just helps us uh, and just put the show on, uh, helps with cost and, and um you know, we have a space and mm-hmm. things have to be paid for. And yeah, yeah it just kind of helps. And it's a very minimal amount each month. And uh, you do get cool things like um, uh, early access to episodes. And, and uh, we've got some swag, you know, shirts and mugs, mugs. And yeah, yeah. Motor City. Yeah, t- take your Motor City hypnotist uh, mug and carry it around, have some coffee. Yeah, coffee in quotations. Or, or, or whatever you want to put in it. <laughs> like, see, I don't have a, my coffee mug, so I just switched to a drink from downstairs. <laughs> coffee makes me a mite nervous when I drink it. Mm. Yeah, even mm. last even last night I had a coffee mug and there was not coffee in it. <laughs> yeah, I imagine there was not. Yeah, <laughs> right. But you can use a mug for whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as usual, I'm giving away a bunch of free stuff, free hypnosis guide, my hypnosis for confidence download. And uh, just as a heads up, and again, I know those of you listening on audio on a podcast uh, platform, wherever you're listening to it, uh, this might be a little bit late. But this Tuesday, March 30th, I'm doing my uh, live um, masterclass, Empower Your Mind for Success, a Hypnotic Guide. And that will be on Tuesday, March 30th at 10 a.m. And that's going to be on your Facebook page? That will be on my Facebook page. It will be on my website. And, and, and if you're listening on to the audio portion of the podcast, which mm-hmm. is the way most people listen and sure. not watching it live, um, 
don't worry because this is kind of my this is a soft launch just to, to it's called what I'm calling my founders members launch but I am launching full to the public uh, in about a month so so you will have plenty of time to get in on that awesome. uh, for the actual launch but yeah take a look at that uh, um, I, I spent a quite a while putting this course together it's an online course and and the the master class is introducing that and, and giving all the information about that. So yeah, uh, take a look at that. Uh, just find my, it's all over my social media right now. So if you follow me there, you will see it. Perfect. Awesome. It is time Here we for go. our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. So uh, surprisingly, Matt, that's not an animal story. That's okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I enjoy it, all the winners of the week. So yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this week? Um, her name is oh shoot it's it's la- it's later on in the story okay Bonnie O'Reilly huh. is our winner of the week so let me tell you this let me let me just read a little bit of the story and 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 not coincidentally this is a hockey story oh geez all right since we're talking we're gonna finish our story about Clint Malarchuk mm-hmm. uh, NHL goalie former NHL goalie. Um, so to make it in any professional sport takes skill, determination, and practice. Having someone who believes in you and goes out of their way to help can be the difference between living the dream or hanging up your skates. Hmm. So throughout the many years that Graham Nesbitt managed the local skating arena in Seaforth, Ontario, he routinely went above and beyond the call of duty, opening the rink early, staying late, and even even in the face of snowstorms to ensure the neighborhood kids could get in as many hours on the ice as possible. No one is more aware or as grateful for Nesbitt's dedication than Bonnie O'Reilly, her two sons, Ryan and Cal, who skated under Nesbitt's watchful eye, both went on to play in the NHL. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Ryan captains the Stanley Cup winning St. Louis Blues, and Cal is currently on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms roster. I'm assuming that's a, a minor league team, mm. but... Um, so even though uh, Nesbitt retired from the Seaforth rink in 2003, when the community learned Nesbitt, Nesbitt needed a kidney donation, mm. local folks lined up to be tested. One of those people was Bonnie O'Reilly. Of course. The mother of these two NHLers. Of course. And, and awesome. Yeah. So Nesbitt was diagnosed with, Ber- with Berger's disease nine years ago, a progressive condition that lessens the kidney's ability to filter blood. A uh, kidney transplant became the 65-year-old's only option for survival. Wow. Without a transplant, he dies. So once O'Reilly learned she was a match, the only thing left to be done was arrange for the surgery. She said, what you've done for my boys, helping them achieve their goal of playing professional hockey, it's the least we can do. Nesbitt's uh, <laughs> son, Joe, said, quoting O'Reilly in a conversation. <laughs> so the transplant took place on March 3rd. Uh, both O'Reilly and Nesbitt came through the procedure in good form and were soon on their way to recovery. So here's so so this this lady, but what are woman, the odds? what are the odds of her being of her a being match? a match too? That this yeah the whole story is like so so this guy's he he's like he's like the <laughs> the, the coach the mentor the, yeah. the 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 you know fill and father whatever you want to call it to these kids mm-hmm. in this rink and and all the years growing up they both. Both kids went to the NHL mm-hmm. or or in professional hockey, mm-hmm. and the mother ends up being the match. Right, and, and it's just crazy. It's a crazy story. That, so, that that's paying it forward. <laughs> and, and the other thing that I that, that I I first first thought when I heard the story, I thought, okay, so she's got two kids that are playing professional hockey. They got to be making a ton of money. 
Potentially, yeah. She doesn't like she doesn't need to do this. Right. She's probably set for life. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, he needs a kidney. I'm going to give him my kidney. Nah, take them both. I don't need right. them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, it's just like, wow, what what a yeah, what a great story. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, so to both Bonnie O'Reilly, who gave her kidney, and to the to the coach. Mr. Nesbitt. Graham Nesbitt. What a great name. Yeah. Graham Nesbitt. I'm Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> Graham Nesbitt. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. Oh, that's it. There it is. So, yes, uh, Nesbitt, Bonnie O'Reilly and Graham Nesbitt, you are winners of the week. That's that's a that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, Thank you for that's sharing. That's an awesome one. So, folks, we're talking about PTSD, and and uh, this is part two of PTSD. If you didn't listen to part one, go back because I, I I go through a whole long story of of the career and life of former NHL goalie Clint Malarchuk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm just gonna I'm gonna briefly just recap so we can get into the meat of this uh, as far as PTSD goes. So Clint Malarczyk was a goalie, um, was, was, had a terrible accident, probably one of the worst accidents in professional sports. He had his throat slashed by a skate during a game, lost, severed his carotid artery, bled out on the ice, one and a half liters. Mm-hmm. Eventually they, they saved him, of course, because he went on. So, to wrap up that beginning of the story, and again, go back and listen to it. It's, it's really a lot that this guy went through. But but so long story short, he he knew he was suffering, and he had suffered from before that, even with depression and OCD. But it just became much worse, and he started having flashbacks and dreams. Now he started not sleeping. Finally, he turned to alcohol, uh, and and even he even did things to improve himself. Like I said, he went back to school and, and became a horse dentist mm-hmm. and a horse chiropractor. <laughs> I don't, I, I go back to that. I, what does he stand on a ladder and jump off and uh, you know and and crack him? I mean, how do you? you know, <gasps> oh, I just don't great know. Odin's raven. I mean, yeah, how do you do it? I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't, you, you, I don't know to brush a horse's <laughs> teeth. You know, you, you got to do something medically. Well, well, I would med- think I would think they would do it like they do with most animals. You just sedate them, and, yeah, and yeah. do whatever work you have to do. Yeah. So anyway, he thought he was doing better because he had done all these things. He went back to school. He had these degrees. He was help, you know, he was doing things he thought would would be good. And and of course during that time he started drinking mm-hmm. to cope with his his trauma, to mm-hmm. cope with the memories he had of this horrible accident. Mm-hmm. And he was up to like 30 beers a day he said and and it just spiraled downwards. So so it's it, you know, I don't I'm I'm just gonna give you the general. I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase this. And and if you really want to hear his story from his from his mouth, go go to go to YouTube and I'll I'll leave the link in the show notes and listen to his TED talk that he gives. Mm-hmm. Because he was in a state where his wife didn't even know what to do with him. And and she she had called him one day and she said he sounded off. So she went to she went home and he was just sitting in the back. They I guess they had a well, he owned horses, so they had a barn. He was sitting behind the barn holding a, a rifle. Oh geez. Holding a twenty two. And she knew it wasn't right, and he he shot himself. He tried to kill himself. He shot himself under his chin. Oh my goodness! So so I, I I'm I'm describing this graphically, people, not to bother you, but to tell you what happened because he didn't die. 
Right. So he put the he put the rifle under his chin, shot himself, and the bullet went up and lodged behind one of his eyes in his skull. So he lost two teeth, and that was pretty much the extent of his injuries. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And he still has the bullet in his head. It's just they can't and that work was, on it. And that was because of him trying to cope with the PTSD. Yes, that, and, that was because drinking. everything got so much for him that, that he just wasn't thinking clearly. And he thought that was his only way out. Right. So, so when that happened, though, and here's kind of the catch. When that happened, he, he was conscious and fully aware and said to his wife, don't tell them I shot myself or they're going to lock me up. Oh, right. She said, tell them it's a hunting accident mm-hmm. that I was crawling with a gun and it accidentally went off. Right. So, so, so granted, he's still in denial at this point. Mm-hmm. He just tried to kill himself and he's still in denial about what he's going through and what help he needs. <clears throat> Excuse me. So kudos to his wife because she stepped up and said, no, you, you need help. Yeah. And she told the full story to the police. Mm-hmm. That no, this was not an accident. He he, he intentionally did this. So it's funny because in his talk he said, "So they sent me to the center. It was called Alcatraz, <laughs> and and for two months he said he was still angry and resentful, angry at her yeah. for for thinking him out, so to speak. She saved and him, is what she paid. no, she did. But at the time he thought he he didn't think he's still at that point he thought he didn't need to be there even right. after trying to kill himself right 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 um so he said that that he was diagnosed with PTSD during this stay this during the 6 month stay in treatment mm-hmm. because he acknowledged he said yeah i've always dealt with depression and ocd and anxiety and he said but i but you know i, I i'm a man right i'm not supposed to i'm not supposed to need help i'm supposed to just handle it i'm supposed to do you know make the best of it mm-hmm. and and when he finally acknowledged that that he was still suffering from ptsd from this this horrific skating uh, from the from the injury to mm-hmm. his neck right that all he never he yeah. never processed it after almost 16 years that's but that's a hard <laughs> thing to you know it's a hard thing to process when you go through something that traumatic. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what happened, but there, there's nothing you could do to prevent it from happening well, at that point. No, you're right, and and I think the hard thing with with traumatic memories is that people don't want to revisit it. They don't want to talk about it again because it brings up those feelings. Right. And, and here's the hard part. And 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 I'm and I'm, I'm going to make it. <clears throat> it's just simple, but it's not. You you have to you have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it's going to get out. Right. You have to process it, and that's the way it works. So he, and again, he he emphasized the fact I was brought up in life to fight through life. Don't cry. Hold everything in. Be tough and just fight. That's wow. the that's the way you live through life. Cowboy up. Yep. Cowboy up. That and and, and he used that reference because he owns horses. That's mm-hmm. what he because he identifies with that. So he worked with his therapist, and over time, over the six-month stay, he realized that now he was dealing with what he needed to deal with that he had never done. And he said, at this point, now, now, and, and, and the, what's great about it, because now he's using him, he's, he's given TED Talks, he's, he's, he's seeing people, and he's telling them, you have to address what's happened. Right. You have to address the PTSD. You have to talk about it. You have to work with someone to do it. And, and there's a couple of great quotes. Because he said, counseling is so important. He says that's the best thing that, that he had when he was in treatment. <coughs> Excuse me. 
So here, here's the quote. Mm-hmm. My mind is like a bad neighborhood. I don't go there alone. <laughs> That's, that, that is one of the best quotes I have ever heard from somebody seeking like treatment with a therapist or a counselor. That is the first time I've heard that expression, yep. and that is not going to be ingrained into my head. Nope. I, I'm, I'm saving this one. Yeah. My mind is like a bad neighborhood. I don't go there alone. <laughs> yeah. Ah. And and he emphasizes and 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 I will leave the link for for the uh, for the TED talk, but because it really is it really is powerful. But he ends it. He says, "Listen, you're not alone. Don't suffer in silence. You don't have to be unhappy. You can be healthy, happy, and productive as long as you deal with what you went through." That's uh, yeah. So that wraps up Clint Malarchuk. And the reason I spent my time on this is is just to show you that that how long he he held this in right. even after the accident over 15 16 17 years he just kept he kept living in denial wow so what we're going to what we're going to do with this that's his story but i'm going to give you some some specific symptoms and to know if you're suffering from ptsd and then we're going to go into some things as far as if you are what what can you do about it what are some things that you can try to do so let me give you the definition, and, and this is kind of the textbook definition, and of course, it's, it's probably a little bit different, but, but in general, th- this is what happens. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event, either experiencing it or witnessing it. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event. So, so if, if you consider anybody who's been through a trauma of any type, be it a car accident, maybe you've seen somebody, maybe you've seen uh, some physical violence, um, you know, God forbid you've seen somebody pass away in, a, in an accident or, or, or um, you know, something that, that traumatic. Um, maybe you've, maybe you've, you've had a, a, a close brush with death, a near-death experience, but whatever these things are, if it was a trauma to you and you have flashbacks, you have nightmares about it, you feel anxious, and you can't control the thoughts. It's like the thoughts – it's like you don't try to think about it. It just keeps popping in and it's like this record that just plays over and over again. If those are the thoughts, if that's the way it's happening for you, then you're probably suffering from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome. So let me talk about some details as far as that goes, some more detailed symptoms. Intrusive memories, and let me describe what those are. Intrusive memories are recurrent, unwanted, distressing memories of the traumatic event. And of course, recurrent recurrent is just self-explanatory. It, it just keeps coming up. No matter what you do, these memories keep coming up. And of course, it's unwanted because who wants to think about that over and over again? Whatever your event was, you don't want to be playing this on a cycle in your mind, on a loop. Exactly. How many movies have you watched the same movie over and over and over again, yeah. right? And you, right. And you relive that in your mind. Yep. Now think of something else that was so yeah, traumatic. Yeah, was traumatic. Yes. yes. Um, another symptom, reliving the traumatic event as if it were happening again. And that's what we call flashbacks. Now, some people... Again, I know in movies and TV, flashbacks are done with this like, you know, <laughs> music, <laughs> like Wayne's World, you know. Uh, 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, don't shut me up. But but what it is, it's it's somebody actually. When you have a flashback, you're you're having the exact same emotion and feelings you had when this this traumatic event happened. Mm-hmm. It's like you're reliving it right in that moment. Um, in your brain, yes, you're reliving it. But yep. then your your brain is again reliving the pain. Yep. At, at the same time. Yeah, all right? of the emotions that go along with it come yeah. back. So Ugh. so wow. it's like it's resetting each and every time. Uh, again, upsetting dreams or nightmares about the traumatic event, mm. severe emotional distress or physical reactions to something that reminds you of the traumatic event. So I'll, I'll give you, and I know this is a very general and very cliche example, but this exists. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, soldiers or servicemen who are in war and they're shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. Loud noises. Mm-hmm. They can't handle fireworks. Nope. Uh, uh, any loud bang, it... it they they relive those events that that noise sets it off for them mm-hmm. so there's an association so maybe for you if your traumatic event was was some sort of, of of accident i'm sure that you might have some anxiety as far as driving i i have a lot of clients that come to see me for hypnosis for anxiety for driving mm-hmm. and some of them not all cases uh, but some of them was well you know what I, I was in an accident a couple years ago, and I just haven't. I don't feel comfortable anymore. Right. And it's like, well, sure, because that you you're in a trauma. You have, you have we have to work through that for mm-hmm. you to be able to feel, you know, less anxious or not have that take over when you're driving. May I share something with you? Yes, absolutely. So a number of years ago, I want to say 2000, uh, what 2008 time frame it was right mm-hmm. before Christmas time. Yep. And, and you know, I work for a bank. And we actually got robbed oh. at the bank. Oh, right. But yes. uh, there was no gun. Okay, it was a bomb threat. Okay, and the uh, the robber explained to me exactly what was going on. Uh. But it wasn't in a a bank store. It wasn't in a bank building. We were actually inside a grocery store. Uh, it's one of those in-store grocery bank yeah, yeah, type yeah, places. Yeah, 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 like a, like a branch. Like right, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a full-service branch, yeah. but we're inside a grocery right. store. And he's telling me that he planted a bomb, and this is the detonator. Mm. The warmest feeling of emotion of, you know, it's like that fight or flight. Yes, absolutely. Right? What are yes. you going to do in this situation? Yep. I, I got into my banker mode, and I'm like, listen, you're going to get exactly what you want. And I want you to get out of here as soon as possible. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because there are people to protect. Yeah, so. no, and, and that's a scary thing to feel threatened like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into specifics. Now, because that's some, somebody, a close close relative of mine went through something similar. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, I'll, I don't want to, I'll let them, I don't, I don't want to speak for them. Fair enough. Um, I will tell you, though, I did have, I had a traumatic, when, was it 2000? I'm going to... Let me think of the date. 2000. Hmm. What's the date today? Uh, What's the year? It's 2021. <laughs> I think it was right around 2013 because I think I was still in the – I think I was still in our old – might have been 2011 because mm-hmm. we were still in my old office, not the new office facility that we're in right now. Mm. I'll make a very long story short. I was uh, – if you guys know Telegraph Road, it's a four-lane highway, double yellow line, so mm. there's no turn lane. Right. So I was going to work, and I know it was. I, I know I remember because it was in November, and and it was already dark out. And I was going to see clients that evening. I had clients starting at like six, seven, eight, something like that. So I'm driving to work, and and I'm I'm just I'm just driving, and I see I see a vehicle like in the in in the other lane coming towards me. You know, like right on the other side of the double yellow. As soon as I get up to it, it's, 
it, it was like it was almost seemed like it was sitting still. But as soon as I got up to it, that door opened and a guy walked right in front of my car. Oof. Like, like it was, it was just like one motion. It was mm-hmm. just like, boom. And he was there and I hit him. Oof. I was driving a Ford Fusion at the time. Okay. And it, it was, it would, in a way it happened so fast, but in another way in my head, I, I it's like slow motion. Right. Right. It's just Ugh. like, and I, I knew, I, I just knew as soon as it was happening, I'm, I'm thinking this, I, I, I don't know how you can have this whole conversation in your head in that quick of a time, but I'm thinking, oh crap, mm-hmm. uh, he's, He's in trouble. My car's in trouble. What? And then just glass, just breaking everywhere. Oh my goodness! Windshield, side windows, and so. And long story short, he ended up being he ended up being okay. He broke his neck, but oh, wow. uh, and apparently he was in a fender bender and was get he was raging and got out to get to the guy behind him and, ah. and walked across the yellow line just as I was passing. My goodness. And I, of course, it's dark out, so I didn't see him. Right, right. So, so something like that, a traumatic event like that, you're gonna re, you're gonna you're gonna relive those memories as if they're happening right now. Hmm. The other symptoms, avoidance. Um, you try to avoid thinking or talking about it, which is natural when you have a traumatic event. Maybe you avoid people or situations that remind you of it. Other symptoms, uh, changes in your thinking and mood. Again, depression, feeling hopeless. Difficulty maintaining relationships, feeling detached, feeling emotionally numb. Those are all symptoms. Mm. And then emotional reactions, like, again, be, being easily startled, being always being on guard. You know that people say, I, I want to sit facing the door at all times because right. I don't – I need know, to face I'm, I'm scared. Yes, because yeah. I'm going to be – if you have trouble sleeping or concentrating or if you're irritable or have angry outbursts. So all of these are symptoms that that if you've had a traumatic event, you're, you're probably suffering from PTSD. Mm. Now I can tell you, and, and and I wish it were as easy as just giving you like, okay, here's here's the five things that are going to help you. The biggest thing with post traumatic stress is that you need to work with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to go away on your own. Uh, it's not going to go away just by trying to ignore it. It's important that you see a professional to address this. And when I say professional, licensed therapist. Yep. Um, you might, I, I, I'm, you know, and I, and I don't push medication as far as I don't promote it. Like, oh yeah, you got to get on medication, but it might be helpful just for the time. And I would say that as as a tool, not as a solution. Mm. Medication never resolves anything. It just helps you feel better about what's going on. You still have to deal with it and still have to process it. So my big thing for you, if you if you're suffering from PTSD, is is talk to a professional. That is the best route of action you can take because you have to process this just like Clint Malarchik did. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy. He was bleeding out, thought he was going to die. I mean, I, I don't know. Call my mom. Yeah, call my mom. Mm-hmm. I, he thought he was on his way out. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I, and, and imagine having, having the awareness that you know, you know your throat is slit. You know your, I, I, I mean, just, just the thought of that just blows my mind. And, and folks, look in the show notes because that, that his TED Talk is tremendous. I, I just recommend it. I, it it's, it's, it's inspirational. It's encouraging. And you can see how far down, how, how low this guy was and that he was able to get help and get back to where he wanted to be. So you can do the same. All right, folks. Thanks for hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. We will see you next time. <laughs>